Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone's doing fantastic this evening. So going into day number four, I broke fast today. So I had breakfast break fast, but I didn't have it until four o'clock because now I'm moving into intermittent fasting. So I did three and a half days of a, a water water fast and now I'm moving into my intermittent fasting. So I'm feeling good. Energy's high. I like, I just feel like I want to do something. So as soon as I get off of here with you guys, I'm actually going to go for a real long walk. It was raining earlier. Maybe some of you have heard the news. It's been flooding in Oklahoma. So Please send your prayers between Oklahoma and Arkansas. I mean, water is everywhere. But the sun's out now, which is good. It's drying things up a little bit. And I'll uh, take me a nice evening walk. So tonight's episode, we're going to talk about sibling rivalry. I have uh, talked about it before on an episode of Post Daily Dose, but I had a question from one of our Fear to Love uh, book readers. And uh, I'm just going to read it to you, and then we'll jump right in. Hey there, Lisa. I hope you're doing well. Lisa probably only has to worry about sunshine where she's living. Um, so this is from Patricia. She says, my single biggest parenting challenge has been my attitude, uh, period. I'm just beginning to understand my own trauma, so not understanding where my kids are coming from and reacting more negatively than positively has been an issue. I am working on this daily thanks to your knowledge and guidance. It's just not easy. It is not easy, Patricia. And you know it's really cool that you acknowledge that as your as like your single biggest parenting challenge. So for everyone who purchased the Fear to Love book, I've been doing a, a video series, a daily video series, training series um, that they get. It's just a culmination of some videos that come from the Love Evolution membership and some some daily Facebook posts. And so one day I was giving them a break on the videos and asked some questions like, "What's your biggest single biggest parenting challenge?" And um, so Patricia was just um, responding to that. So it's a really big deal to just begin to understand your own trauma. And imagine if you're just beginning to understand your own trauma as an adult, kind of what that perspective is for your children. Now, the beauty of that, Patricia, is because you are actually doing the hard work and going through the effort to understand your own trauma and your own reactions, your own overwhelm, you are actually going to be able to raise your children up with an understanding of their trauma. So instead of them being 27 years old and just learning about themselves, you're going to be giving them that understanding from their very very early ages of 5, 7, and 8. And that's a beautiful thing. And it's one of the things that really motivates me and inspires me to do this work. I want parents to understand themselves enough so they can then understand their children so that they can help their children grow up with an understanding about themselves. And I believe that understanding about themselves can be transformative. And I think about myself, I think about my sister, had I been aware and known and just had a sense that much of the anxiety that I felt was based in stress and fear, I feel like it would have just given me such a different perspective of myself and helped me be so much more mindful. Hey, Michelle, glad you were able to join us. Um, of course I'm safe, absolutely. We are good. 
So Patricia goes on to say, I have many, many challenges, but my second biggest is something I haven't heard you talk about. So I actually sent Patricia an email from my other post-daily dose talking about sibling rivalry. I'm sure it's out there, and I've been hoping to stumble across this subject as I scour your videos on Facebook and YouTube. But I have three children, not just one with trauma backgrounds, all young, ages 5, 7, and 8, and they trigger each other constantly. So I don't know if these are adopted children, foster children, or biological children. So Patricia didn't say that. And, and it, it can make a it can it can be important, but it's we're not we're not gonna harp on that. I have many questions about how to deal with their interactions with each other, but my biggest question as a parent is when and how do I step in when the fighting starts more verbal and escalates usually to physical. Five-year-old girl is strongest physically and most aggressive. Seven-year-old boy is very passive and easy to manipulate and bully and will rarely stand up for himself. Eight-year-old boy has Asperger's and tends to, to bully or is at least very persistent that things like games be done his way. The only time there isn't conflict is when I send them all to separate rooms with a device, but I don't want to have to keep the peace with screens. It just doesn't feel good to me. I would absolutely love to come here. Okay, parenting camp, blah, blah, blah. blah. All right, so, all right, Patricia, here's the thing. Five, seven, five, seven, eight. Beautiful mix of children. Three, three children, five, seven, eight. Five-year-old's the strongest, seven-year-old doesn't take care of himself, and an eight-year-old has Asperger's. Now, here's the thing to consider. One of the things when I said I'm not sure if they were adopted or in foster care or not um, is because you mentioned they have a trauma history, and this is important. Because they have trauma, they can be triggers to one another. Okay, that's very important to understand. When, when a sibling group has gone through trauma, they may be out of the trauma experience, but they're still living the trauma experience every single day when they look at one another. So when they look at one another, they can have unconscious stress. It can trigger, it can trigger emotional stress. It can trigger anxiety that they're not even aware of. Just the interactions, because so many of those interactions that they've had as a sibling group during trauma are the same interactions they're going to have as a sibling group outside of trauma. So it's important to understand that their window of tolerance is already very fragile. That's number one. Number two, and you guys need to write this down because I'm not going to really remember what I'm saying. I'm just kind of downloading here. So number two is you have to focus on that chronolog that that emotional age and not that chronological age remember chronological cognitive and emotional in times of stress the emotional age is what takes over because when we stress we regress in times of stress we regress to our developmental zone to comfort says bruce perry so our emotional age takes over and dictates to our cognitive and our chronological so you're not dealing with five seven and eight year olds you're dealing with two year olds i'm going to say you're probably dealing with a a two a three and a four year old let's look at it that way so if you're looking at a two a three and a four year old and your two year old is the most aggressive of the of the three then that's the one that you really have to pay attention to her stress sensitivity and her window of tolerance. So, number number one, they all trigger one another. Number two, they're not their chronological age. They're, emo they're their emotional age. You need to focus on that. And number three, they all have a window of tolerance for how much stress they can handle in their interactions with one another. Peer interaction is the same physiology as stress. Peer interaction, anytime kids are playing with one another, it could be fun, they could be having a great time, they could be the best time on the planet, it is equivalent to 
the physiology of stress. So when kids are playing with one another, it is equivalent to being stressed out. Your children have a window of tolerance for how much stress they can handle, and you've got to be able to investigate and determine how big that window is. Is it five minutes? Is it 10 minutes? Is it 15 minutes? With a two and a three and a four-year-old, I doubt you're going to be at 15 minutes. You're probably always going to be at 10 minutes. And so before you hit that 10-minute mark, and you can investigate this for yourself and, and get a picture, just think, just let them go one day and without screens, preferably, let them go and just time it and see how long it takes before they start yelling at one another. Very simple. All right. The, the difference is, see, we don't do things like that. We don't do things like that. We wait. We're letting our children just play. And then all of a sudden they start screaming and yelling. And then we've learned nothing from it. We've got to learn from every, every opportunity is an opportunity for growth. Every behavior problem is an opportunity for growth. Every behavior challenge is an opportunity for a breakthrough. Hey, good evening, Gareth. Yeah, I love Bruce Perry, too. He's got some really great information. Um, and so... Every opportunity is an opportunity for us to grow, but we have to learn from it. And that's the essence of mindfulness. That's the essence of paying attention. That's the essence of seeking to be preventative. That's a growth-focused mindset instead of a reactive, fear-based mindset. So you want to learn from those moments. So when you got your children playing, be a detective. Turn on the timer. And let's just see how long do they play together before voices start to escalate. When voices start to escalate, that's when the window of tolerance starts to get smaller. Remember, a two, three, and a four-year-old aren't going to be able to play together that long before they start to escalate. So what you have to do is you have to interrupt the window of tolerance. You interrupt the window of tolerance before it's eclipsed. So at eight minutes, you got to go in and enter in with them. You know, sit down with them. Here's the other thing. I'm, I'm going really fast, so you got to play this back again. So you go in and sit down with them. You know, maybe give a little hug. Maybe make a little eye contact, maybe take a snack, maybe give a back rub, maybe give a kiss to each of them, tell them how much you love them, and then go back out of the room. Don't stay, go back out of the room. All you're going to do is reset the window of tolerance because you want them to be able to play together, but the only way that they're going to be able to play together is if they don't feel threatened with one another, is if they are able to stay within their window of tolerance so they don't reach a state of dysregulation, thereby being threatened by one another. Once they become threatened by one another, then it's all, you know, all, all rules all rules go out the window so you want to go in you want to you want to do a little touch a little eye contact a little snack reset the window of tolerance then vacate the premises and then wait a little while longer and see how long that resets them again all right that was number three number four is start playing more with them together as a group start doing more regulated play with them because as long as you're present the play is going to be more regulated because adult presence regulates the child's emotional brain and helps automatically strengthen the window of tolerance. So start playing with them. And then what you're doing is you're giving them the compounded experience of playing with their siblings without getting stressed and getting overwhelmed. Thank you so much, Brenda. Thank you, Katie. Um, you give them the compounded experience without being so stressed and overwhelmed with one another. So that's number four. Number five, number five, and then I'm going to give you my number six biggest one. Number five is talk to your children about the trauma they've been through. You know, get some books. Um, you know, if, if there's some fairy tales that may allude, I know Nancy Clark and I, and I, I've got a stack of these books and I just haven't had time to wrap my brain around because uh, I don't have a bunch of them, but I'm going to make some available to you guys. Um, probably, you know what, people that come to the parent camps, 
Yeah, I'm gonna set some aside for you. So I'm gonna make sure you get some. They're therapeutic fairy tales, but get some get some books that are gonna give you an opportunity to talk to your children about their trauma in a in a non-specific way. They're just you know maybe play with them, play a game with them that talks about it. So that's that's one thing. It's also very good to bring them into your arms one at a time and talk about talk to them about the sad things that they've gone through. Talk to them about the scary things they've gone through. And you be sad first. Grieve grieve for them, right? Just have a just say guys, we're going to turn off the television, all the electronics. Mom's going to sit on the couch. And I want you to guys come sit with me and we're going to go one at a time and I want to hold you in my arms. And I want to look at you and I want to tell you how much I love you. And I want to talk to you about something very sad. And just do it one at a time and let them just all be there with you. Oh my God, that will be so healing for you. That'll be so healing because I suspect that you haven't worked through your own trauma. And it'll be healing for you to be able to relieve, release, relax and release and regulate some of that pain for you and for them. And that'll just be a very, very, very good big thing for you. Bethany says, exactly, even with kids who haven't been together their whole life, we were working this on our sibling group. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bethany. Num is this number six? This is number six. Number six. This is a big one. When your children are fighting with one another, said, I don't, I'm all, not always inclined to interrupt the verbal, right? And I, I prefer to let it escalate a while. Because parents have a tendency to helicopter too much. You're helicoptering, you're always trying to reduce, reduce things and stop things and control things and suppress things. You actually end up creating the outburst and you don't even realize it. Because your anxiety starts stirring up the environment. Instead of letting them work through whatever little dynamics they need to work through. Not every verbal escalation is going to lead to a, a physical altercation. Okay, so... Let it escalate a bit, a little bit. And even if it escalates to a, to a physical place, that's not a terrible thing. It's an opportunity to work through a situation. Say, I don't see these things as bad. That's why when I approach them with kids who, who move into these spaces, I can move into it really, I can move into it much slower because I don't perceive anything, any of these things as terrible. And I, it just reminds me of the boys, and I still haven't got to that number six thing I'm going to tell you. It just reminds me of the boys in the group home when they'd start bickering with one another, especially when we're driving with so, somewhere. You know, they all have transition trauma, so their anxiety, their anxiety, their stress, their excitement is all high. So they're all obviously going to be pushing up against their window of tolerance. But a lot of times I just let it go. I wouldn't say anything. And then occasionally I'd turn the music down. I'd say, hey, take some deep breaths. Then I turn music back up and we keep going. It just you, you gotta let some of that just be. When you can learn to regulate yourself, learn to be mindful. See, that could be happening also. That physical, that verbal altercation that your children are are expressing, um, Patricia, could be a trauma trigger for you, which then makes you more anxious and then makes you want to control that energy. So see, you got to learn to breathe through some of that, regulate yourself, give that, let that, let that verbal altercation give you an opportunity to get triggered. Breathe into it. Be, be aware of it. You know, uh, grab onto that emotion, whatever that emotion may be that's getting stirred up and work through that. And I know I've done some post-daily dose about emotional process work that you guys can do. So look for some of those videos as well.
So here's the big part of number six. When your children start to, to really escalate, go in, get really firm. Say, stop. You are not going to die. I am not going to let you die. I'm not going to let you die. I'm not going to let you die. I'm not going to let you die. Do you understand? Do you understand? You do not have to try to kill your brother. You do not have to try to kill your sister to get my attention. There's enough of me to go around. I am not going to leave you guys. You do not have to kill one another. I'm not going to let you die. Do you understand? We're going to love one another in this home and we're going to be okay. Bam. Huge. Just go ahead and replay that. Write that down. Write those words down. Memorize them. Get the affect. Get the emotion. Bam. Hit them with that. I've been teaching that for probably 15 years. I remember the first time I said to a parent to do it, she had a, a son and a daughter. She was at a parent camp, actually. And I just said, tell them, I'm not going to let you die. You don't have to kill your sister. I'm not going to let you die. And she, I remember her, she, she emailed me back and she was like, oh my gosh, that was so powerful. And I've been teaching that ever since. So there you go. Six things to help you with that. So I hope that's beneficial. Hey guys, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from our same imprints and blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm. We can let those past experiences that we've gone through, we can let those drive our, our thinking. We can let them drive our emotions. We can let them take control. Or we can stop. We can take three to 10 deep breaths we can get in touch with that emotion. We can honor that emotion. We can honor that painful experience. And we can choose love. We can choose love. And love is the most powerful healing force in the universe. Gary says, can you debrief them, including emotionally? Absolutely, you can debrief them, in, in, debrief them in emotionally. That is, emo, emotionally is the best way, is the best way to go about it. Okay? Always emotion. Connected doesn't mean loud, doesn't mean angry, just means connected, connected to the heart. That's the best communication. Hey, two-day post-parenting camp coming up. Post-parenting camp 2019 coming up August 16th, 17th. I would love, 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 love to see you guys here in Oklahoma City. Two intensive days. You can bring your children. Just emailed a parent actually before I hopped on here. Uh, said she was having some child care issues and wanted to know if she could come for one day. Instead, I said, nah, you can, you could, but you're going to really be upset that you didn't come for two days. So let us know. We'll help you figure out child care. We'll have youth counselors on site for up to two children. And these are these. So for, if you have up to two children, it gets included in the camp fee. And it's for five years old and up. If you have younger children, we'll make some additional arrangements. If you get registered early and you let us know, we'll make some arrangements. If you have four kids, if you have six kids, if you have 10 kids, let us know. There's going to be a little additional fee because I'll probably have to hire some additional staff. But even the fee, it's like 20, the extra fee is like $25 a day. I mean, you, you can't beat that. And they're going to be participating in activities and be with a lot of other kids. They're going to have a lot of fun. Plus, you'll get an opportunity to do some work with your children. This is an unbelievable event. I mean, I've, I've, I just, it's a powerful event. I am, I am morally obligated to, to, to express to you how important this is. If you've been struggling, don't let any excuse keep you 
from this event and from now until Monday you actually get an early bird discount price goes up after Monday so love to see you guys there postparentingcamp.com Big Papa loves you have a fantastic evening God bless you guys we'll talk to you tomorrow